Hello, and you're listening to Take Me Back to My Virtual Reality. It's time to trooper transform and cross the reality border as we immerse ourselves in the world of VR troopers. I'm your host, Mark, and I'm joined by the other one, who's also a host. Uh, I'm Rob, and that bot's bad news! (laughs) Hello, Mark, how are you doing? Yes, I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing alright. It's very hot, just trying to make sure I don't overheat (laughs) Uh, while talking about everyone's favourite 1990s transforming superhero TV show. Cool yourself down with this not-quite-beach episode of VR Troopers. Yeah, it'd be nice to jump in a pool right now. Although I wouldn't want to with loads of kids and other people around. <laughs> Don't think the chlorine is powerful enough. So uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, today uh, I'm kind of finished with a lot of the history stuff I wanted to talk about for VR Troopers. Uh, and I know we talked briefly about the history of the Metal Heroes franchise that kind of VR Troopers is p- kind of based on and part of. Yes. Um, but I thought it better if we went into a bit more of a deep dive on that. If you are, if you're ready for this, are you ready to? learn about heroes made of metal i'm i'm ready to learn about heroes made of metal yes let's let's go for it uh so quick recap although i'm sure you've all been listening and i'm sure you all know this anyway just in case uh vr troopers takes the footage from two japanese uh live action tv shows from the metal heroes franchise for season one it's metatauda and spielban uh which we mentioned quite a bit uh and the second season has footage from shida uh, as well, which for Ryan stuff, which replaces Metalda. Um, the Metal Hero series is kind of a loosely connected series of shows that ran from 1982 to 1999, which is longer than I thought. I thought it ended in 96. Yeah. Um, it was one of the kind of four big Toei Tokusatsu franchise series, uh, which still includes a Super Sentai and Kamen Rider. They're still running. Super Sentai becomes Power Rangers through. Uh, a mixture of editing and live action stuff filmed in New Zealand for an American audience, uh, as well as a fourth lesser known series outside of Japan called the Fushigi Comedy Series, which is like a mixture of random shows about either cute robots or magical girls or something like that, you know, kind of masked lady her- heroes or whatever. It's just kind mm. of more of a comedy, kind of light hearted one that was that ran alongside these other three shows. Um, Tokusats, um, I kind of mentioned here, it um, literally means special effects, uh, generally used today to describe live-action shows of transforming heroes that have you know, special effects. You know, this includes the Metal Hero shows and VR Troopers, uh, along with you know, Power Rangers, Super Sentai, and Kamen Rider, uh, but classically also includes the Ultraman and Godzilla, uh, the old Japanese Spider-Man show, which was also an old Toei show that directly leads into Super Sentai's creation. Uh, and other shows like Garrow and those of indie stuff you find on YouTube or whatever. Um, yeah, it's kind of just a, a big thing of like Japanese superhero culture. You know, uh, original Kamen Rider, I always say, is like uh, Japanese um, uh, Captain America or whatever, whereas Ultraman is like Japanese Superman or something like that. Yeah. I think I'm being a bit more re- too reductive there, but uh, that's kind of how it works. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I say the shows are loosely connected to the Metal Heroes series. Uh, kind of like all these series, it's mostly just about carrying on themes and aesthetics. So for the Metal Hero shows, there's kind of like a police or a military aspect to it. Uh, and the heroes are either robots or turn into like you know people with shiny robot metallic looking suits, uh, which is where the Metal Hero bits comes from. Um, and you know, some of them ha- are direct sequels to others, so like the first three are related... Uh, the two Beetleborg ones are related. 
Um, but you know, you see this a lot in Japanese media, and you probably know about it. Like, you know, JRPGs uh, are kind of you know big in the West for this. Like Final Fantasies, you know, Final Fantasy one, two, and three, or, you know, all up to fifteen. Mm. There aren't many that kind of have any relation to each other. Um, Dragon Quest series, Persona to a lesser extent. Uh, the Gundam shows, you have all the AUs, where again, it's just mainly about you know keeping the themes and playing along with them. Uh, and you know, Super Sentai and Kamen Rider technically are like this most of the time, although they do have their kind of crossovers and um, anniversary shows where they'll have lots of people showing up, whatever. Uh, anyway, the first Metal Hero show uh, is probably the most famous, at least in terms of like Japan and the wider Toku fandom. It's uh, Space Sheriff of Arm, which was from 1982. And a lot of these kind of early... Uh, Metal Hero shows are very 80s, <laughs> if, you, if you watch them. Uh, but yeah, it's like an evil force comes to take over the Earth. Uh, they want to destroy it so they can expand their evil empire or whatever. Which is, you know, generic superhero stuff. So the Galactic Union Police sends Gavan, who is a space sheriff or space cop or whatever. Uh, because his mother is from Earth, he's going there to protect it. And I guess he's able to blend in as a normal person. Uh, there seems to be kind of another theme of like uh, mostly aliens kind of getting a, uh, a human secret identity or whatever, very Superman-y. <laughs> mm. um, but the way he transforms becomes a kind of a standard aspect of early Metal Hero shows. Like, he'll do a series of very elaborate kind of poses, and then he yells, Jaw Chuck! Uh, which seems to have multiple meanings, like one of deposition, I guess, in like a kind <laughs> of a legal way. And it's also been translated as electroplating uh, and like steamware or something like that. I don't know, I guess it's just like, you know, kind of very Japanese multiple use yeah. phrase, kind of a bit of a pun. Um, that's kind of a command to his spaceship to send his like suit down to him, which he kind of like beams it down in particles. And um, it's kind of usually accompanied by a voiceover, which is like, it takes a mere twentieth of a second for Space Sheriff Kavan to equip his combat suit. Now, let's see the draw track process one more time, and they'll kind of do it again, but a bit slower to kind of show you, oh, this happens all in a you twentieth know, of a second or whatever. Um, this kind of voiceover is pretty synonymous with the series. It happens in Spielban um, in the Japanese version. Um, and uh, you'll kind of see it referenced in uh, Tokusou Sentai Deca Ranger, which becomes Power Rangers SPD. Uh, and it's even referenced, I believe I mentioned, in the wonderful 101, uh, which is the um, Platinum Games oh, yes. uh, kind of Sentai game that was recently kickstarted a re- a re- uh, uh, an update for it, a remastered version. And it happens early on in the game. Actually, I, I bought that game. I need to <laughs> play it at some point. But <laughs> Animal Crossing and Pokemon DLC taking up all my time. Uh, anyway, yeah. Although most of the Metal Hero series are not part of a single continuity, you know, like I've mentioned, hmm. uh, the first three were. They're kind of part of the Space Sheriff series. Uh, Gavan was followed up by Space Sheriff Sharavan, and the third one was Space Sheriff Shida, which we'll probably get to, you know, at some point in the podcast because that footage is used in second season uh, VR Trooper stuff. Yes. Uh, as well as all those in Spielban and Metalda, there are other notable entries in the series. Uh, Juko B-Fighter and B-Fighter Kabuto from 95 and 96 were turned into Beetleborgs and Beetleborgs Mechanics. Uh, the widest Toku fandom seems to have a love relationship with Winspector. I've never actually watched it, but I hear it's very good. I've watched a few episodes of that and yeah. I, I don't know, it, it wasn't it wasn't for me. Like my one takeaway from it is that there was um, there was some kind of villain who was, if I remember rightly, a little bit like uh, the Terminator. 
<laughs> and there was this scene where he there's a baby crying and he looks at the baby and there's like uh like robot visual thing of what's supposed to be his eyes and there are two options that he has on like in his visuals and they are battle or kill <laughs> <laughs> Battle the baby. <laughs> Amazing. But yeah, Wind Spectre is part of a, a few other ones called the Rescue Police series. I don't I don't know what other ones are part of that. I can't remember. Is Exceed I uh, wanna say Exceed Draft is part of that, but that, that could sounds could right, be wrong. I think. I quite like that uh, one because they just got their suits out of the back of a van. Like it was very Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen like gifts of that kind of like getting their suits, putting them on. Quite cool, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of one that Gained a bit more notoriety recently. Uh, Sekai Ninja Sen Jiraiya, or kind of World Ninja Battle Jiraiya, because he was in uh, Shuriken Sentai Ninja and also in the adaptation Power Rangers Ninja Steel, like with a name like I don't know, like Captain Ninja or Colonel Ninja or something stupid. Like that. <laughs> um, I can't remember. This seems to be quite fondly mem- remembered in Japan, the Metal Heroes, and they occasionally make cameos in Super Sentai shows, like the second Superhero Tyson show had um, Metal Heroes appearing, uh, the Gokaija kind of transformed into them, and there's crossovers with them in the films called the Space God series, which includes mainly the new Space Sheriff Gavan, which was on uh, Togome Sentai Go Busters, which is now currently being done in the US as uh, Power Rangers Beast Morphers. Is it Beast Morphers? Yes, yeah, Beast yes. Morphers. Uh, and uh, uh, they had the episode with the Space Sheriff Gavan kind of show up, and Adam is like, what did I say, I was Captain Chaku or something? Yes, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, which I guess is based on George Jack, <laughs> um, which is weird. But anyway, uh, yeah, so like, I mean, there was also a big, uh, I think there was a big anniversary for Gavan uh, shortly after, oh, sorry, towards the end of the run of um, Power Rangers, not Power Rangers, uh, Pirate Sentai Gokai, just so they had like a crossover with uh, Space Sheriff Gavan, because the actor that played Gavan also was like two separate Sentai members. Oh, yes. Much older Super Sentai. Um and that was fun. I was, I was watching a bit earlier just to kind of remind myself and I got a bit caught up because the action is pretty good. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, the last two shows in the Metal Heroes franchise, which was after kind of the B-Fighter Capito stuff. Mm. Um, I, I can't remember the names, but like they're also kind of like bug robots, but they were like big, cute robots similar to what are in the Fushigi series, I believe. Oh, like like Kabutak, sort of. Yes, Kabutak, sort of, exactly. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Robotak and Kabutak. Yes. Um. And those are the last two or three series um, in the Metal Hero stuff before it ended in 99. Uh, because the Fushiki stuff ended in 93, I'm wondering if that was sort of like trying to revitalize some of that, maybe mix the two together. Kind mm. of stuff people liked about Metal Heroes with Fushiki comedy. Um, but just went away in, in the late 90s. Uh, you had to remember at this time, Kamen Rider wasn't actually airing. It ended in the, la- the late 90s, uh, sorry, the late 80s with Kamen Rider Black RX and then wouldn't really come back as a TV show for Sunday mornings uh, until uh, Kamen Rider is, I think, not Capito, it's um, Cougar? Is yes, it? Cougar. Cougar, which is like early noughties, 2001 or something like that. So, you know, at this time, I guess Super Sentai was ruling supreme and like in 99, uh, that would have been... Um, was it Gal Ranger? No, uh, ninety nine was um, Gogo, Gogo five, and I think. Oh no, Time Ranger was, was two thousand. Yeah, yeah, and then two thousand one was Gal Ranger. So this is you know a good time for Super Sentai, I guess. Kind of some cool stuff going on. Time Ranger, I believe, was pretty good. I mean, Time Force was great. I know it was pretty much direct adaptation. So <laughs> um, you know the legacy of the Metal Heroes. You know, you still get these crossovers and, and cool stuff. But I think mm. Carmen Rider has taken some of the aspects of the Metal Hero, especially with like the kind of the big clunky armoured suits that they've had since um, 
you know the, the, the kind of the reimagining of Cougar or whatever yes yeah because um, before they were like very clothy based or whatever mm. more like uh, Power Rangers costumes um, whereas now they're all kind of metallic and kind of you know metal suits that they equip or whatever so uh, yeah sort of as as time has gone on they've yeah they've become very more like robot looking than they did yeah. previously yeah and I, again that's another thing where like it's never really clear if it's like supposed to be like a powered suit or <laughs> something yeah. else yeah um, but I always like it um, you know slight side track but I always like it when they kind of show inside of a Power Rangers or Super Sentai helmet or a Kamen Rider helmet and it's like oh kind of a, a targeting computer <laughs> going on <in> there. <laughs> yes but yeah so um, that's kind of a Metal, Metal Heroes you know it's uh, 20, almost went for 20 years kind of up and down it seems like you know Spielban seems a bit kiddy in my opinion I think we've mentioned this I haven't really mm. watched more since I last talked about it um, I've been watching lots of cartoons and drinking beer which has been a great combination to do <laughs> on my week off nice um, and watching um, Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown, which uh, is cr- criminally late to the party on that. But uh, okay, so <laughs> this episode uh, got some production notes for you here. If you if you're up for those as well, Mark. Yes, yeah, I'm I'm up for those. Cool. So this episode was directed by Worth Keeter again. Uh, this is the guy that did all those ridiculous '80s B movies and the 3D movies, and the Surfing Brothers Detective Agency, <laughs> which always sounded fun. Uh, and it was written by a Robert Hughes, which doesn't seem to be a non-union name. Mm. Uh, but he's been like a writer, director, and producer over like the 35 years of his career or whatever. So, you know, dipped his toes in a lot. As well as doing writing for VR Troopers, he did production, direction, a bit of writing for like you know, Power Rangers and Beetleborgs and Master Rider and Mystic Knights, you know, all the other Saban stuff. Um, and uh, he's also worked on kids' movies in the 80s and in the 90s and stuff. And also a porno or two that I could <laughs> yes. find. Yeah. I know. I was going to bring that up. I noticed that. Um... <laughs> and I love the name, like Lusty Liaisons 2, which is like <laughs> it's like a parody name of like a porno title. Yeah, Yeah, I noticed there was, as well as the porno, there was um, Memorial Valley Massacre and Hunter's Blood, which both appear to be like horror films. And it's like, wow, that's oh. that's a really stark difference to uh, <laughs> quite a to range, VR Troopers. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, he did some, like, Playboy documentary in the 80s as well. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and after the revelations last week with Sarah J. Brown, I'm not, like... <laughs> well, you know, it doesn't seem too surprising that he worked for Saban, then, if he was doing porno and shit. Uh, yeah, so, uh, exactly. Like, I don't um, think anything is going to be shocking anymore. Um, but, yeah, after not really doing anything after uh, Mystic Knights or any of the other Saban stuff, like, he didn't really do much past the original Power Ranger shows. He did come back do shorts for Power Rangers Operation Overdrive, kind of like stuff, overviews of the Rangers and the vehicles and the weapons and stuff. Yes, oh, yeah, I is, noticed there was a few yeah. things that said like, oh, like Rangers this, Rangers that, and I was like, yeah. I thought it was something completely different. I was like, no, it is. It is actually Power Rangers. It's not just yeah. a coincidence. Yeah, a w- w- weird thing to come back to, but sh- sure, whatever. I mean, yeah, everyone, need, everyone needs a bit of cash here and there, so. <laughs> yeah. I suppose so. I was looking up, I've, I've been trying to look up kind of any notable new stuff that happens around the time of these episodes airing. Mm. However, this one aired like a day after the previous one, so. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> not not much new happening. No. Uh, Friends is still around, and so is, I think, the Shawshank Redemption I said. I can't remember what Yes. It? Yeah, I, th- one of those I think. Two. It, yeah, it was. Now I can't remember either. It was one of those yeah. films that begins with S. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, so. That is big old history dump. Sorry about that before we get into the episode. But <laughs> That's all right. uh, uh, are we ready to do it to it, Mark? Do you think we should go into the episode? I, th- I think we should. Um, oh, I just I want to bring up beforehand that oh, sure. um, I looked up which episode of Matilda the uh, the fight footage was from, 
and mm-hmm. it's from the very misleadingly titled Summer Vacation is an Adventure Tour to the Ghost Bank. To the Ghost Bank? The Ghost Bank, yes. Wow. Where you pay in your ghosts and withdraw your other ghosts. Yes, exactly. Like, you know, I thought I need 50 ghosts to pay for to pay for something. Is 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 it like the place where the ghostbusters keep all their ghosts? <laughs> it could be. Unlicensed nuclear accelerator or whatever. But that that sort of uh felt like it was leading into it being a beach episode and um <laughs> I was very disappointed, but we can we can get to that. This week, at the Korean Peace Bell, Ryan is told, yep. basically, that he must only use his weapons for defence. Yeah, I wrote that down <laughs> as well. A Jedi only uses weapons for defence. Because yeah. uh, apparently he's like, yeah, if I learn karate, then I can beat up anyone. And he's like, no, son. <laughs> That's not the way. <laughs> These fists are registered as lethal weapons. <laughs> uh but uh, Ryan's like, you know, he was right because I had to use all my skills to help my best friend. You see, I thought this bit was weird because this implies that uh, he's talking to us from quite far into the future. Yes. So I, I, did he just think about all this stuff at the Korean Peace Bell, like sort of five years after the events of VR Troopers? <laughs> well, no, because at the end of the episode, he's always like, one day I'll find you, Dad. Oh, so yeah, that's maybe, a good point, actually. So maybe like at the end of each of the episode, like he's kind of like... You know they're doing whatever fun thing they do at the end of the episode. Then he kind of rides out to the 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 the, the peace park or whatever, and just stands by the bell to uh, reflect on the day's stuff. You know, <laughs> which is probably good for your mental health if you're fighting weird mutants from other dimensions, just to kind of make sure to give yourself some downtime to yes, reflect definitely. on uh, the battles you've had, and the robots you've exploded with your feet. <laughs> um, we cut to the the Crossworld City pool because apparently they just have one swimming pool in yeah. Crossworld City. <laughs> uh, I love how Jeb, like we see Jeb and he's wearing sunglasses and those really old school 90s fuzzy headphones <laughs> uh, and a tank top and he's like commentating on the troopers diving and it's like, okay, sure, why the fuck not? <laughs> and Tau is with them! Yes! And I kind of, I really liked that. I like he was in there, their, their secondary mentor sort of hanging out with them uh, having some fun in the sun and some in, in a pool. <laughs> this uh, this seems to negate the theory that he is the spirit of the dojo, which I'm quite disappointed in. Unless mm. they had to go through some sort of ritual to remove him from the dojo just so they could take him swimming. <laughs> he has to possess um, Jeb. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they were both there. <laughs> well, like he 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 clearly hears Jeb talking later on because he's there when Jeb is talking. So oh yeah, perhaps he does. Yeah, hmm. but um, I think it's great because like they're. He, diving contest and uh caitlin does a very normal dive and jeb's like oh 9.9 it's like okay cool um she didn't even do a flip uh and then jb does some hilarious acting to show he's kind of doing a bad dive (laughs) uh and it splashes jeb and jeb's like easy shamu which do we have to explain that shamu is the name of like a, a killer whale that was in like SeaWorld stuff and it's sort of like a legacy name for them and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess we do, like uh, yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. It like 
I guess for the time it was a reference that would have been, you know, everyone would have got it. Yeah, yeah. but now it's like, oh no, I'm not so sure actually. Yeah, yeah. Shamu was like a performing killer whale in in Sea World and other, I think, other water parks or whatever. Yes. Um. Yeah. So quite quite famous at the time, and if you kind of know that stuff. But uh, Jeb then starts singing. Do it to it. And... <laughs> I actually couldn't work out that he was singing at first. I thought he just <laughs> lost his mind. I mean, I, I had an out of body experience. Let me just put it that way. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Jeb like keeps singing other. St- I can't remember what he's saying, but the other guys tell him to stop it. And like Tower's right there. This is what I was talking. About. Like Tower is right there when he's singing. And, like he's toweling off with Caitlin, JB, and Ryan. Mm. So. D- does he previously know that Jeb can talk? I can't recall that's happened. No, I I don't think it has. Maybe he just doesn't care. Maybe because I, I mean, we do find out in season two that he is magic or whatever. So maybe <laughs> a talking dog to him is just like yeah, well, whatever. But then also there's loads of other people at the swimming pool, so surely they can like clearly see and hear that there is a dog talking. May I mean I give it kind of benefit of the doubt that he's not talking loud enough to kind of be outside those few even if the other people are then talking to Jeb or whatever or maybe they're not paying attention to the conversation I can give it kind of benefit of the doubt for that but like Tao clearly knows I mean maybe you know I think I've had kind of a headcanon that he he knows they're VR troopers anyway or whatever and he's just like sure whatever you go do your thing (laughs) yeah no yeah I I accept that I think he probably does know I think that'll probably be revealed so JB and Caitlin say that like they have to head off because they have to help Woody install a new graphics program which i thought was quite vague which is never mentioned again no no it's not they sort of (laughs) they don't really yeah because there's computer stuff but they don't really necessarily say what he's doing but you know whatever it's it's an excuse for them to leave i guess that's that's all that is and ryan makes a really weird comment (laughs) about how uh jb gets his kicks from like playing with computers and stuff and i was just like Leave him alone, man. Like, <laughs> this is the TV show about computers being cool. Why are you making fun of the computer guy? Yeah, like, what a nerd. <laughs> yeah, that was a really... Uh, it was like he was showing off to Tao or something. It was really bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess Tao is his father figure at the moment. So, uh, yeah, he's got three. He's got, like, his kind of the ghost dad, uh, <laughs> Professor, and Tao. He's, uh, he's now spoilt for dads. <laughs> Well, all men are dads, uh, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> but uh, I think Kate, what Caitlin says something like, "When it comes to microchips, Woody needs all the help he can get." And it's like, okay, sure, you know, just you're just blurting out computer words. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> they seem to like doing that though. Speaking of which, we then get to um, we go to Zictor and his um, Skrug secretary just says, "Oh yes, here's a computer printout of Zictor Industries profit and loss statement." And it's like, oh yeah, so as opposed to hand-printed one, you know, wood-block printed. I, I also found it quite funny that she walks in, says what it is, puts it down, then just leaves. Like, she doesn't want to engage in any kind of conversation about it, just... I thought profit, profit and loss statement, is that a real thing? Or is it just kind of like putting together vaguely businessy sounding words with computer in the sentence so that he can wax lyrical about computers in a second? Mm. Um but also a profit and loss statement, a PNL, or an income statement or statement of operations is a financial report that provides a summary of the company's revenues, expenses, and profits and losses over a given period of time. So like, yeah, you can say I guess that he's getting richer. Um but for like a, a huge billion dollar construction company, like it's a tiny little folder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just it looked like yeah, like there was nothing there. So, 
Maybe it's just for the past week or something. Maybe yes, they just maybe. print them out really frequently. Yeah, waste of paper, cranky. Well, he is a kind of a Captain Planet esque polluter, so uh, exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, it could happen. Yes, and then he says, Oof, "Did did you write this down?" I d- maybe I'll I'll read what I've got and then we can compare yeah. notes. <laughs> so he he implies that his profits are up, and then he compliments computers uh, computers on their ability to complete complicated tasks. He's like, "Aren't computers wonderful things?" <laughs> They can do even the most difficult tasks. Like, for good. Dramatic pause. Or for evil. And then he's like, Fossil Dinosaur, empower me! <laughs> Forces of darkness, empower me! Take me back to my virtual reality! And the weird thing is, I've just, I've just realised now thinking about it, like, the point of this episode is, Grimlord then goes to his virtual court dungeon thing, and he calls upon Colonel Icebot, who's like, Ah, yes, I've been creating a device that will help me tron people into a computer. <laughs> and But he didn't know he was making that. So for him to kind of talk about computers being good or evil, like, that's... Uh, h- how does he know? How did he know? Or is that, I guess that's part of his powers of Grimlord, is that he knows everything anyway. So <laughs> It's from, from all the phone tapping. Yeah, <laughs> just watching on a TV as Colonel Icebot was making this device <laughs> yeah. or whatever. So w- when he's in the dungeon... Um, he says something that I thought was uh, quite amusing. Like, my mechanised yeah. mutants, you far outshine the VR troopers with your powers, but they get defeated every week. So I think that like their <laughs> yeah. whole thing is like they just talk the talk. They're not. They're never actually yeah. going to do anything. Maybe Icebot <laughs> will occasionally do something, but other than that, they're all just going to stand around and cheer. Um, but this is when uh, Colonel Icebot tells them about the device you can use to like grab people from a computer. But and you know also implying again that kind of VR is connected through computers in some way, which you know again <laughs> just very inconsistent descriptions of what virtual reality is, <laughs> yeah. which I'm guessing we're never going to shut up about because I'm sure it'll be different every episode. So uh, yeah, I think yeah. it just uh, whatever virtual reality is is dependent on what happens in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we get to actually kind of my favourite bit and I spent way too long doing some research on this Oh yeah. Uh, because we go to the Underground Voice Daily and Woody is yelling at a computer with some like American football jargon, he's wearing a helmet and using a joystick wrong um, now I, on the screen is please playing an American football game now it looks a bit like uh, the old Tecmo Bowl series for the NES, not one I've played mm. I'm not even sure if it came out in the UK, might have done um but uh, I was kind of having a look at screenshots, and uh, the font seemed a bit different. And the normally the kind of grass um, kind of field has kind of NFL logos and stuff on it. Yeah. Um, so after asking some friends and looking around, doing some research, um, we're fairly certain hmm. that he's playing NFL Sports Talk Football '93, which is a uh, Mega Drive slash Genesis game, depending on where you're from. Um, which there wasn't a PC port of. Um, definitely would work with a two button two button joystick. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, obviously he's not playing it. Whatever. But he kind of la- about the Caitlin and JB coming like, oh, uh, are you right there, Woody? And he's like, uh, oh, uh, I'm just doing. Just let me finish this game of slam bam football. He calls it. <laughs> um, and he he wins. And then he throws his joystick to the floor like people who play American football do. And it smashes. <laughs> the end of playing games on his PC, I guess, at work. <laughs> yep, he'll have to actually do some work now. But yeah. <laughs> no, no, he won't because he'll just find something else to do. They'll be like, 
I mean, he's already made a castle out of biscuits or whatever, so he, he can obviously amuse himself with anything that's not involved like in work whatsoever, just whatever's laying yeah. around. But he seems to have a small breakdown, uh, takes the helmet, and then kind of runs out of the office as if he's charging to do a touchdown or something. Mm. Um, then I spot is like, oh yes, my computer abduction device is now complete, master! Or my lord, or whatever he says. Yeah. Uh, and JB's like, oh, I fixed the problem on the computer. I'm like, I thought you were installing software. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the point. You know, yeah. um, when he explains to uh, to Woody that he was here to install the software, which I guess he immediately doesn't do anyway, he just fixes the problem that may or may not have existed. Um, yeah. Woody says, uh, what a great idea, which I've I've never really cottoned on before, That, but that seems to be his catchphrase. Yes. I've, this perhaps is just because it might be the second or third time he said it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not even really his catchphrase, but I was just like, oh wait, no, he said that a few times now. <laughs> yeah, but also it's just like not even the correct response to something like that. <laughs> which, I guess is, yeah. which I guess is the joke or whatever, but you know. Um... So JB, he's like fiddling around with the computer, and iSpot appears on screen, and he explains that Grimlord wants him in his dungeon, and. Uh, some hands after <laughs> some hands come out of the computer screen from a spiral that kind of look like they're just gonna kamehameha him in the face <laughs> but then they they grab him and he's just schlooped into the computer yep not even the fortron not even like digitized no just, just literally just some some hands let's just pull you into the computer yeah like i don't know it was such a <laughs> such a weird choice visually to just have hands come out and just shloop, instead of literally anything else. Anything they could have else. used anything else. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to pay attention. I wasn't quite sure if they used um, the Dr. Bio or Colonel Icebot suit hands or whatever. Yeah, I couldn't work that out either. Cut them out from stills elsewhere. But, um, you know, they got, don't have much time and budget, I'm sure, for it. So they just did whatever was cheapest and quickest. So yeah, It's just some like white marigolds or something. Yeah, <laughs> the White Rangers gloves just kind of coming <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Um, but uh, because uh, JB had like yelled to Caitlin, like, "Oh, hey, come and look at this! This guy's, you know, he's he's uh, he's all being leery at me on the computer screen." <laughs> and um, so she's watching and she sees it happen. So we get this kind of really cool dolly zoom effect uh, on Caitlin. You know, um, do you know what a dolly zoom is, Mark? Um, no, I'm not too familiar with that phrase. No. Okay. Well, this this allows me to be a bit kind of cinematography nerdy. Yes, um, go for it. Uh, this is kind of one of my favorite shots. Like, it's kind of a, it's a neat shot anyway. So that's probably why it's a favorite shot. Uh, it's kind of most famous, I think, in Jaws. Um, I think they do a shot with uh, the sheriff. I can't remember his name now. Um, but um, basically, the idea is that um, when you're with a camera and you're taking photos or even recording stuff, mm. um, the distance away you are from something. Um, the different uh, kind of perspective of kind of the stuff around uh, the subject and the background is so mostly in films and stuff you'll have a camera that's zoomed in and focused on a person which gives them like a more natural look yeah if you're closer uh, kind of perspective of the different backgrounds kind of changes to be more in the foreground because you know you're actually closer it's to do with like the focal length of the lens and stuff in the camera so how a dolly zoom works is um, it's named after literally a dolly, which is what you would use to move a camera. So basically, they started far out, zoomed in, and focused on Caitlin. And they've moved the camera slowly forward. And as they do that, they kind of reduce the, sco- the zoom and change the focus so it's still focused. 
which gives a really neat effect of them not moving but everything else around them moving kind of because of the perspective has been changing because of the way the focal length works um and the scene in jaws is kind of famous like um they're on the beach and a shark attacks and uh, the sheriff kind of sits up like really angrily not angrily like like whoa what's going on um uh, but it's used in other places like it's kind of quite a spooky effect so it's used in fellowship of the ring um when the nazgul are coming mm. to the shire they kind of use it to make the uh, with some whispers to make the forest look scary and foreboding because like it's you know it's like it's magically changing around you or whatever uh and they've been doing there's been a recent thing of like digital um dolly effects and some stuff like probably toy stories done it because yeah pixar love pixar love to kind of uh fake uh lenses and bokeh in their stuff in a, in a great way um like toy story 4 like not the best story but it, like it looks absolutely gorgeous because of the way it's been filmed yeah sorry about that sorry if i went really quiet during that it's because leon decided to walk in so i just muted my mic and just like really aggressively signaled him to get out of the room because <laughs> i didn't want to interrupt <laughs> so yes uh, dolly zoom a very important part of being a vr trooper um, <laughs> camera effects but no i think it's important because like there's actually a, a camera shot later on that kind of plays around with perspective a bit in a way that i think is quite different and neat but we'll get to that but um yes yeah uh so i, I guess she slams delete and the kind of light spot just disappears, um, which is, and then she she uses escape later, so it's just oh yeah whatever key that means go away <laughs> on the computer keyboard. I so, use yeah. the stop key. <laughs> any key? Where's any key? What tab? <laughs> um. So um, JB is being held captive in a doorway in uh, yes. Grimlord's lair, uh, and he's strung up by lightning. Yeah, from his shoulders. Yes. <laughs> And his ankles, I think. And his ankles. And, like, his hands are up, and my only explanation for this is that the shoulders were moving less, therefore it was easier to rotoscope in lightning <laughs> onto his shoulders <laughs> and keep it sort of tracked or whatever yeah. you know, with early 90s. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that was probably editing stuff. the logic behind that. Because, yeah, it was really weird. It was odd. It was like, what's, what's holding up his hands, then? Why is he just... It's really powerful lightning, and it can just hold... The entirety of his arms up. He's just showing off, being like, "Yeah, I can hold my hands like this forever." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my deltoids are so strong. Uh, <laughs> um, I think Grimlord says some stuff, and he says this great line of, "I hope you have been made uncomfortable." <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, sick burn. <laughs> Good villain line there. Yeah. He explains what they're doing, and apparently they're they're harvesting the energy that makes him a VR trooper to power the drones so they can take over reality now which ones were the drones i'm i'm not sure <laughs> but i just i just went along with it so yeah a new monster steps out of one of the portaloos uh he sort of looks a bit like a samurai and i thought it was bizarre because grimlaw didn't announce his name which is normally what happens yeah we have to fact, wait for think, that did, did did they actually say his name uh they did uh, but it's not very clear what it is, even with subtitles on. But we'll 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 get to that when they mention. We'll his get name. to that. Cool. Uh, and then I guess just to kind of set the scene, Ryan and Tower training in the dojo, uh, and Caitlin runs in because I guess she didn't think it was a good idea to call Ryan about it. Yeah. Um, they have a very because... strange relationship with phones in this program. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like later on, they're kind of. Go on uh, Ryan's bike to the uh, 
uh, the lab to see the professor. Mm. And so I guess it implies you didn't drive from the Daily Voice Underground or Underground Voice Daily to the dojo. She ran all the way there, maybe. Yeah, that's weird. quite strange. Yeah, I guess she just <laughs> she was so shocked by what happened. Just the adrenaline just kept her running all yeah. the way to the dojo. So they're like, oh, blah blah blah, techno babble. Grimald has taken JB, <laughs> and uh, Ryan's like. Oh, I've got the VR disc. <laughs> yes. So I'll pop it in the computer. Once again, they decide to not use a phone, even though they have contacted the professor through a phone before. But I guess yeah. then it wouldn't relate to the plot, so they have to use a computer. <laughs> yeah. And they turn it on, and Colonel Icebot is like, Hello there, troopers! And uh, then they're like, Oh, turn it off! Turn it off! And he does. And then, like, Brimlord is angry that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you let that. the let them get away and like I so I spot goes, Oh, they were too quick for me. Like, yeah, they press that power button like quicker than you could reach your hands <laughs> out of the screen, apparently. <laughs> and uh so they want to send some skugs to the dojo, uh so some karate men show up in and their disguised skugs. And then they transform into skugs after <laughs> being told, Oh hey, we're close for the day. Go but, home. Like they, they don't find it suspicious at all that they they all walk in wearing sunglasses and gi <laughs> and black belts. Um, yeah. And Caitlin goes, "Why and look, customers like customers. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Tao's Dojo, home of the Tao Dojo Burger. Uh, can I take your order, please?" Um, um, so there's a skug fight and there's a song, but it was really disappointing. <laughs> Virtual reality, yeah, so, is all I've written down from the song. Yeah, it's literally all the song is is uh, we are, we are, we are VR, we are VR troopers, and then I'm pretty sure afterwards it says C, so that it rhymes with virtual reality. <laughs> like I, I listened to it a few times, but no, that it definitely goes we we are VR troop. It's either VR troopers E or troopers yeah. C, but either way, I was like, that's that's some shoddy. I thought rhyming. It was maybe they were using the lyrics from the opening, so three. Um... Oh, maybe, yeah. But, mm. like, again, this wasn't even something that came up on the subtitles, because, no. like, who, whoever was doing them just does not care about this show. But like, I loved how they pronounce virtual reality, like, a virtual reality. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of weird and very kind of, like, SoCal. Virtual. <laughs> but did you notice when they first, when the Skugs first kind of transform to Skugs, they do a close-up on them, and you can clearly see the eye slits in the Oh, the, yes, uh, yeah. The mask. <laughs> that was a bit weird. <laughs> Uh, and a very quick fight where they both, both Caitlin and uh, Ryan get to do some flips, and then that's it. So we head off to the sci-fi bedroom so they can explain to the professor what's happened. And yeah, for some reason, Professor Hart concludes that this can only mean one thing: that JB is being held in a virtual prison. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't Clearly, know how he yeah. came to that conclusion, but all right. Plot reasons. <laughs> uh, and well, does he does he want to search for him on the computer or something? I think he says. Yeah, the and I don't know. I, I this it's that time in the episode where I get a bit lost because there was the VR headsets thing, but I wasn't really yeah, paying like, attention to what they said before that because the VR headsets thing took a lot of my attention. <laughs> God, yeah, and they, they've even put it on on uh, Jeb, yeah. and he's like, uh, "But why? Whoa, why? this is worse than any video game." It's like he's been playing video games since he became a stoner, I suppose. <laughs> so that makes sense. Yeah. Back to the hilarious, kind of like, whoa, <laughs> acting for the 
just going through some virtual reality and then somehow they get close-ups of the dungeon and inside and yeah see. i don't i don't know why they've never used this before either this is something that could probably have been very handy in the past yeah well again it's just, probably just different writers just doing different shit with what they're told uh, yeah i suppose yeah i've i found it quite amusing as well that um when they put on the vr headsets they were told they were going to travel through fiber optics or something I guess that's technically true. <laughs> uh, sure, yeah, just kind of... They do it later in the episode where they're just kind of like just throwing out like tech jargon <laughs> to uh, tech jargon to make it sound like they know what they're talking about, but like in a way that they don't do in Star Trek or whatever. Yeah, it's like... Um, it, they must just have like just a list of tech words and they're like, just try and use these when you need to talk about virtual reality. Just make it seem like it's really futuristic and just pick up the latest issue of uh, you know computers Mon- monthly magazine and just <laughs> scour to see what random words they can add into their um add into the thing ryan's like oh i'll go in after him and they're like no don't do it you it's dangerous you can't transform so he was like aha what if i transform first and they're like oh, whoa this is an amazing plan ryan i don't know how did you get that well, well actually they don't say that they still think it's me dangerous but I guess it's the only way they, the only <laughs> solution they have. So at around this point, it's when the name of the monster is revealed. Oh yes, and the subtitles and what I heard were Splashbot. 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 And I thought wow. when I heard and saw Splashbot, I thought, oh, maybe they're actually going to fight at the pool or on the beach <laughs> or something. Like there's going to be something to do with water, but uh, no. That that never really comes up, but yes, Splashbot is definitely okay. what he was called this time. So, according to the Metal Heroes wiki, it's Slashbot. Ah, okay, that's never what the subtitles say, <laughs> but but Slashbot makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I, I guess <laughs> Slashbot does. Yeah, I guess he's got a sword. Yeah, is it the Sword of Doom that the Swordbot brothers have? Maybe, maybe they they share swords. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan transforms and we get some quite bad Metalda suit footage oh, shot in the US. Yeah, really like, awful. The lighting in that lab is not good for that. Suit. No, it does it no favors. <laughs> and the suit acting isn't great and you can see all the folds in the cloth. Again, I'm wondering if it's Actually, this one the lights were sort of working, so I'm wondering if perhaps they kind of maybe figured out how to turn it on or if they got a better suit <laughs> for this shot or something. Yeah, possibly. Um, how to get the right batteries, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so he turns on the computer, has a bit of a take a tear, whatever it's called, like a dip for tap. Yeah. Little convo, little chin wag with Colonel Icebot, and then he kind of grabs him, and he's just there, like no one's trying to restrain him or do anything to him. He's just there. Ryan's in the dungeon, and he does like this dorkiest, like the dorkiest looking run I've ever seen over to yeah. JB, and then. <laughs> And then Ryan asks if he knows where the way out is. And it's like, if he knew, surely he would have like figured out a way to escape by now. But he goes, oh, yeah. it's just over... It's that portal over there. And it's just like a cupboard. Yeah, another one of the portaloos. Um... <laughs> oh, maybe that's what they meant by portal. Maybe like they didn't, he didn't quite finish saying portaloo. <laughs> that's the new headcanon. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> But I think it's quite because uh, Grimlord starts talking to Ryan. I guess like uh, we have some Metalda footage, so I'm assuming you know Metalda has infiltrated the base and has a bit of a fight. Yes. But this is where the kind of the cool shot looks in because we've got we've got 
Ryan kind of points at him, and they reuse the shot, which is a bit whatever. Mm. But like because they're quite close to Ryan, like his hand looks quite big, and it looks like a kind of a comic book shot. Yeah, uh, like comic panel, and I think that's kind of really neat, not something you normally see. And like perhaps because you know people would think it looked weird, but in this context, it's actually good. I, I quite liked it. It was different from what I'm normally seeing, and it looked like kind of a, a comic book panel. So. Like, it worked really well. Yeah. I thought, you know, just a quick aside on that, but yeah. No, yeah, I I really liked that that little shot as well. It was uh, it was a pleasant surprise seeing it there. <laughs> I mean, who who knows who knows people are going to experiment with a low budget kids TV show, you know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, Grimlord then starts talking about Ryan's dad. Um, he's like, oh, defeating him was so easy. He was so weak, and Ryan is like, ah, <laughs> you'll regret those words. I'm going to kill you. Ah, I wouldn't say that, but yeah. and we get um more shots of ryan running awkwardly interspliced <laughs> with with a very good uh metalda fight scene where he's uh yeah just like running through that dungeon fighting all his generals and bots and stuff yeah I, pretty cool. I really like that scene it was so good i want more scenes yeah. like that please i felt like the more we watch it the more like metalda seems different so i, I need to get around to watching it like yeah um, more than i have um kind of like to, to infiltrate the enemy lair sort of this early on normally this is kind of a finale thing you do not <laughs> Episode eight or whatever. Like I thought, oh, are they using like footage from the last few episodes because that would be quite a strange thing to do mm. so early on. But no, I guess maybe he does it more than once in uh, Matilda. So at this point, Splashbot is then called Flashbot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ryan manages to free JB or whatever, um, and then they run through the portaloo and. Flashbot, Splashbot runs after them with uh, with some minions, <laughs> and they uh, end up in th- wherever it is, like a forest or a quarry or <laughs> yeah. something like that. Either in the virtual reality or the real world, I don't even know at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't mention where they are at, like at any point, so they just they they are wherever they are. Uh, and then I, th- I thought it was great during that scene because like Grimlord kind of blasts Ryan and then pieces out, like teleports away, and then when Ryan kind of runs back to free. JB like Grimlord just like reappears and is like oh no he's getting away after him and it's like what where did you go mate <laughs> yeah so there was this scene as well where uh, like Slashbot decides that he wants to def- like fight Ryan for himself and mm. he tells uh, like Cannonbot or whatever and whoever else is there that they need to go away and they all just sort of mumble to each other incoherently yeah. and like, like they're like shuffling their feet around on the floor and they're like oh, yeah okay we'll it, go it, it reminds me of um the simpsons scene where um uh i don't know it's the it's not the pta disbanded one but it's when um skinner and uh edna krabopel mrs krabopel are arguing over like teacher pay mm. and um uh they're talking about uh, raising taxes and like principal skinner does like a kind of the, the rubbing two fingers together thing that was like money <laughs> and like you hear like Dan Castellata the voice of Homer go like oh it's taxes he's talking about the taxes like during the kind of the mumble of everyone else talking and it was just <laughs> lots of stuff like that yeah <laughs> but yeah so they all go off and he's like oh I'm gonna fight Ryan alone and uh, this is when JB's like oh that butt's bad news as if like he's seen him at all before yeah <laughs> uh, and the fight is good but it doesn't start very good. It starts a bit like boring and a bit Hitchcocky, where it's like, oh yes, yeah, so I've thrust my sword and then cut to mm. Ryan doing a backflip, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. But they get down to the nitty gritty later, and they kind of trade blows, and Ryan kicks away his sword, then picks it up. But the samurai, but you know, Slashbot has all these backup weapons he can use. <laughs> um, 
and then Ryan sort of distracts him by throwing his sword at him and then does a big old kick like two footed kick where he's being he's talking about attitude velocity bingo (laughs) I just kicks him in the chest yeah and apparently kicks him in the chest so hard he explodes very calm rider like so yeah like in this episode Ryan doesn't give a fuck and he just kills the bad guy Unlike yeah. in previous episodes where he's like shown restraint and he's like, no, I'm going to let you go. With this one, he's like, nah. Nah, but just kick you to death. <laughs> I um, I did like the when he was like shouting like velocity, integrity and whatever. <laughs> um, It was like the lights and spinny things were happening on his suit. So it was it was almost like they were doing it for a reason. Unlike, you know, other times where it's just happened and... Ryan has remained silent as it happens. (laughs) (laughs) According to the wiki, uh, this move is called Internal Gyro Command, which I guess perhaps we'll have later. We'll probably go, Internal Gyro Command, no! (laughs) Probably, or Or in in a later Um, episode, uh, the professor will explain it, be like, why don't you try using Internal Gyro Command? You'll be like, yeah, I've never (laughs) used that before, except for like three episodes ago, when it didn't have a name. (laughs) So that's kind of it. Jeb is like, that butt blewed up good. Um, and I suppose this is all his karate skills he's using for defense because JB's like, whoa, hey man, that was, was a great fight. Whoa, yeah. Um, then Grimlord is mad and once again doesn't do anything. JB gets his power restored by some quick lightning blasts. Uh, and to show off he's got his power, he does some karate. <laughs> uh, the bit with Grimlord, I thought um, it was kind of funny because he... He had a go at his mutant robots or whatever for not being able to beat Ryan while he was in the dungeon, but Grimlord was there too. He didn't do anything. He just yeah. sat there and then, you know, did that whole disappearing bit and then reappearing a bit <laughs> later on. So, like, what's he having a go at everyone else for? He could have quite easily just stood up out of his chair and helped. Typical boss. I know. You know? Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, JB's now good at karate again. And Ryan's like, you taught me well, Dad. I can do the karate good. <laughs> and that's the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and next episode is called Caitlin's Little Helper. So, uh, yeah, I suppose a Caitlin-focused episode again-ish. Yeah. Well, first time. Have we had one before? I don't really know. Uh, there was the, last one there was really the one with the with the brothers. That was that was a pretty Kinda, Caitlin-y yeah. sort of episode, I guess, mm. more than others. Yeah. But anyway, uh, what did you think of this episode? Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> I I liked the uh, the Matilda footage in this one. Um, uh, yeah. Pretty much everything else, I couldn't really care less about. Yeah, no, I, I kind of I thought it was all right. Like um, the editing was fine. Like I get I think they've got the hang of the editing by now. So yeah. No, no kind of real weird stuff going on. Um, Storyline, you know, very basic, I suppose. You know, you'll save your friend from the evil dudes. Mm. Uh, it's quite nice to kind of see Matilda and Orion kind of fighting all of Grimlord's bad dudes, his mutants, monsters, and robots, his mechanical mutants, or whatever, whatever they're being called these days. <laughs> um, and uh, kind of interesting to add, like, just extra little layer to the fate of Ryan's dad, I guess. Grimlord fought him. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I I find that um, even though the episodes might not be great, they're they're becoming like more like consistent, like they're sort of yeah all and on coherent. a yeah like you can kind of tell what's going on now most most of the time yeah they're sort of definitely easing back on the whole like announcing which reality they're in because I think 
maybe they did sort of realise that that didn't necessarily make sense. Or unless it may also just depend on who's written it, deciding what they are and aren't going to include. Yeah, like nothing I don't think has been as bad as like the reality stuff in the first two part or whatever. Um, uh, And also we haven't seen the Battle Grid since episode three either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, we're quite close to episode 10 now and there's still been no... I really thought when they put the uh, the VR headsets on in this episode that they were going to go to the battle grid like yeah when all the all the whatever it was the triangles and whatever started, started <laughs> showing up in front of them i was like oh are they going to the battle grid but no no they just nope. watched some shapes fly around <laughs> yeah i mean it's kind of good because the battle grid kind of sucks <laughs> yeah like I'm, i kind of hope that they never use it again because it was really awful <laughs> yeah uh, although now saying that they're probably going to use it every episode for the next 10 episodes now that we've been complaining about it <laughs> probably jinxed it um, but yeah so um, I think that's it I think that's it for the episode We're, uh, I think so 8 episodes in crikey I know wow <laughs> wow and there's still <laughs> so many left to go <laughs> don't think about it don't think about it <laughs> I'm trying not to it, it's a marathon not a sprint you know <laughs> yeah yeah, I've got, I've got nothing left for this episode. So, Mark, um, you know, once people have finished listening to the episode, you know, maybe had a quick half hour just to kind of process everything that happened. Uh, where can they find you on the internet? They can find me um, on Twitter and Instagram at Bozo Robo, which is okay. At B O Z O R O B O. There we go. Whee! I did it that time. Um, did it. Yeah, Congrats. that's it. I'll just kind of yeah crop up on Twitter every now and then and just spew some words and then disappear again for a few days. That seems <laughs> to be how I work now. How about you, Rob? Where can they find you? You can find me also on Twitter and Instagram at RobThez, R-O-B-T-H-E-Z. Um, and also you can find my work in the Magpie, the official Roger Pie magazine. We do stuff there to do with computing and education. It's very nice and, you know, Helps fund the kind of charitable efforts of the Roger Pye Foundation to do all that as well around across the world. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's all. I guess you can find um, the podcast online at uh, My VR Podcast on Twitter. Yes, I believe. Yes, yeah. I I promise I will get better at using that. I think maybe we should both have access to that. It might make it work a little bit better. Possibly, because yeah. I just uh, forget about it. I just leave it there to <laughs> to rot. That's fair. Yeah, I get it. Um, and also, like you can find us on iTunes and Spotify and all those good podcast places. If you see us on iTunes, give us a review. That's always good. Five stars help us get to more people who might want to listen about about VR troopers. I guess <laughs> <laughs> there must be uh, some people out there that want to. Some people. Well, I think the episodes are good. I think you know it's educational and fun. So uh, yeah, a nice slice of the '90s kids TV shows. So um, yeah. Uh, but otherwise, uh, we'll see you next time. And remember, we all are VR.